0: But usually what happens with people getting themselves in a bad situation to where they need their locker, it's because they're too heavy on the skinny pedal Mm -hmm. going through something and they're not letting the vehicle do what it needs to do to climb or crawl through. So we're talking about pretty big obstacles, not just your basic stuff.
1: Yeah.
2: Looking to upgrade your jeep who is, who is it right right how would you like to get free gear to make those upgrades happen even faster yeah. the jeep talk show the world's most downloaded jeep podcast is giving you the listener a chance to win big ticket items from brands you know love and trust one in on the action we'll be giving away major jeep gear from big name brands every month this isn't going to be stickers hats and t-shirts we're talking about serious gear that can change your jeep build in a big way so listen to the show every week and make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss your opportunity to win the jeep talk show's biggest giveaways ever you're listening to a 4x4 4x4 radio network podcast
3: Nexen Tire USA, we got you Find out more about the tires the Jeep Talk Show hosts run, the Nexen Tire Rodion MTX, over at NexenTireUSA.com
2: Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show
3: With Wendy There will be body damage Chuck. I like making people laugh, That's it's good for my soul Chuck. yeah I don't think so And I think
2: That's a huge deal So sit back Strap in and brace yourself.
4: You know, from time to time, we all have uh, dark days, things that we have to go to, we get depressed about, and uh, hell, it might even be your Jeep broken again. <laughs> but I want to tell you stay upbeat. Uh, you have a life. Uh, it, it. You may be concerned about it, but it always works out. Unless you die, then it works out a different way. But, but I'm saying most of the time it works out very well. So stay upbeat. And hopefully the Jeep Talk Show can help brighten your day a little bit. You know, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never do. <laughs> God. Every time, <laughs> every stinking time. Maybe Maybe blah, blah, blah. Wait, no, wait, on. Tony, no.
0: stay upbeat, Tony. That's stay right. Upbeat. No, I think it's advice. funny as hell.
4: I mean, you know, I've always had a trouble speaking, uh, and the, I don't even get uh, go 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 down the road of stuttering. I had I thought about it and I started stuttering. So, it doesn't matter if you have a Jeep, want a Jeep, or never driven anything but Jeeps, this show is for you. Chuck, Wendy, Josh, and myself are here to inform and entertain you while we talk about brain damage. (laughs) Jeeps. (laughs) My mom told me, literally, that the doctor thinks that my speaking issue, and this is when I was a kid, uh, that the speaking issue was the short delay between being born and getting oxygen.
3: (laughs) And then Wait, the, 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 I've been carrying around that all my life. Before he gave you a slap on the ass and, and you it, took your first breath. And yeah, and he went, oh,
1: oh, yeah. Just blue turn yeah.
3: Before it, oh, geez, okay, let's. <laughs> so, and then oh, and then I was go.
4: told that my dad was just he freaking out because he took me for a bike ride in a little basket on the front of the bike and dropped me on my head. <laughs> so there's no way i can win this is a lot of this is a lot of, so much much of information don't
0: you think josh
3: <laughs> Yeah, yes. it's all becoming so much more clear isn't
0: now. it it's much isn't clearer it? <laughs> yeah it's all making sense now all right
3: <laughs> i almost feel sorry for you, tony and picking on him all over all these years <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh almost i said almost well, hey, Jeeper, I'm Josh on this episode of the Jeep Talk Show. I've got more details with Jeep leaving China. It actually gets a little bit deeper. And there's some thunder from down under as Jeep in Australia is about to go through some changes as well.
0: Well, howdy, it's Wendy. And the question we get asked the most when we wheel is, when do I use my lockers? We'll find out what we say to them.
4: And if Chuck was here, he would say something about, leave me alone, I'm having fun at SEMA. So... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Tony, and uh, I now receive alerts on my phone.
0: Gladiator alert. Gladiator alert. Oh, God. <laughs> you're, wait, you're,
4: what, are you serious?
3: What, 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 what oh, could possibly go wrong here? I I, 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 I I have. Oh God, I I have suspicions oh, of this what is, you've done. You're and gonna and have, You're gonna have a lot of fun with
4: it, Josh. And and just this, oh this go there because I know you're gonna have fun with it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is gonna be what we're talking about in the Gladiator segment tonight.
1: Oh man. Yes, Hang on, guys. this is an
4: actual thing. So. <laughs> oh
3: jeez. <laughs> local jeep news national jeep news and news from around the world it's this week in jeep Uh, let's just call this some well-needed closure between stellantis and china we've all had those relationships right and uh, all you gotta do is you know i that one sweatshirt i need that back thanks well the venture between stellantis and guangzhou automobile group for producing jeep vehicles in china is now filing for bankruptcy According to the press release from Stellantis on Monday, this is coming after a lengthy decline for the oldest foreign auto brand in the world's largest market. Stellantis said its Chinese counterpart, the Guangzhou Automobile Group, had also approved the bankruptcy filing, making this split not only certain, but now official. Well, no duh. China has been pushing a policy over the last four years that has slowly put a bind on outside automakers trying to gain ground in China. It's a huge market. Anyone being able to gain even the smallest percentage of market share would reap big, uh, big big, profits. For years, well, that was true, and Jeep did moderately well in China. But for 2022, after four years of government meddling and policy changes, all making it harder and harder to sell, well, Jeep has sold less than 2,000 vehicles in China for the year of 2022. In wow. May, it reported selling only one single Jeep in the entire country. What? for the entire wow. month of May. That's so there, if, if you think that the, uh, the meddling and the, and the policies and stuff haven't made it hard to sell Jeeps, well, there you go. Proof's in the pudding. Yeah. Stellantis then officially terminated the venture just a couple months later with Guangzhou Automobile Group in July. Now with the ink all but dry on the bankruptcy filing and with Jeep and other Stellantis brands pulling up stake and leaving, the Guangzhou Automobile Group said it would continue to provide service to Jeep customers in China. Not sure how they plan on doing that, though, in perpetuity, since they will now have to import parts, every single last one of them, from Stellantis at higher markups, with tariffs and taxes and all that sort of stuff, making it nearly impossible to repair a Jeep in all practicality for the Chinese. When the repair mm. is more expensive than buying a new domestic ChaiCom car, well, that's how you know the government has won.
0: God, I mean, you can see it right here in writing. I know that you're saying it, but... It's exactly how they do that. They just can phase somebody or a whole group or a section out by by creating so many tariffs and taxes that they have to leave. Wow. Well,
4: yeah, I don't, I I mean, don't think things are going very well in China right now.
0: No, of course not. but
3: No, this is I mean cancel culture to the nth degree. I mean, in four years yes. time uh, taking you know uh, what essentially was you know one of the world's biggest automakers uh, in the world's biggest uh, uh, market. And like you said, phasing them out in four mm-hmm. years' time—less than four years' time—I mean that—that that is, I mean that is a purposeful, you know, series of events. That's not just oops, uh, slipped and we don't sell Jeeps anymore. That's that's you know, there's there there's, there's some fault here. There is some blame. There's finger mm-hmm. pointing for sure.
0: Wouldn't it be Number cool was- if if we did that in the U.S. in four years and phased China out? Oh
4: just, my God! Okay, can you sorry. imagine the amount of We're money? Just- that, that, that <laughs> the American worker would be making? Yes. Yeah.
0: And all the seriously. and all the and all the better quality goods. Okay, that's a whole separate show. I know, mm-hmm. but come on.
4: Yeah, but but we would be buying less things than what we do now, which isn't necessarily Certainly. a bad thing.
0: But exactly.
3: Yeah, so I mean, th- what this is going to mean in the long term? I mean, project this out ten, fifteen, twenty years. What what is this going to mean for the automotive industry? It's it's certainly interesting times uh, with with Jeep and Stellantis as as, as a whole, because Stellantis, it's not just Jeep; it's Stellantis as well. Stellantis is pulling up uh, uh, stakes with with you know other brands under that umbrella in yeah, China Dodge as well. And so
0: everybody else, yeah. right?
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So th- this is uh, you know tip of the iceberg, if you will. Uh, but I think the I think the Titanic has, has already uh, started sinking at this point. Who spilled the ice? <laughs> well, speaking of cutting things off, you know, Jeep is Careful. axing the yeah, Well, Jeep <laughs> is axing the right-hand drive Cherokee, meaning that it will also be scrapped from markets including Australia. The automaker has been trimming the Cherokee range in Australia, having already killed off the Limited and Trackhawk models, in addition to the entry-level four-cylinder Sport. Sales for the Cherokee have had a continued downward slide after the Cherokee's debut in Australia in 2015, but it's not just in Australia where the Cherokee's fate has been signed either, as it has already been discontinued in all of Europe as well. Don't take this the wrong way. It's actually a smart move on Jeep that, that sounds worse than it really is. Jeep is going to end production of the Jeep Cherokee for all main markets outside of North America, including right-hand drive models. You may be wondering, like I was, as to why Jeep would do something so drastic on the heels of this whole China thing, right? Well, this is so Jeep can shift its focus of marketing and sales resources into models that have higher volume of demand. It's basic business sense, for the most part. If something isn't selling and you have something else to offer, shift focus to that and discontinue the lost leader and replace it with something else. This isn't the end of the Cherokee internationally. The Jeep Cherokee continues to be manufactured for Canada and South Korea, where a version with a similar specification to North America is sold. So this little Jeep is not going to be a US exclusive, but let's get back to the down under. The Cherokee is the last mid-sized SUV in Australia available with a V6 engine, and its discontinuation means the Jeep will no longer sell any vehicle in what is Australia's second largest segment by volume. That could prove to be a big hit to Jeep's bottom line if they can't shift those lost sales into other Jeeps in the Aussie market. Well, to that end, Jeep is expected to unveil an all-electric successor to the Cherokee in the coming three years or so, and there's a good chance that it will be sold in Australia. It also has been confirmed that the electric Recon and Wagoneer S will be added to the down-under Jeep lineup when they're ready for production. So the future looks bright with Jeep and the Aussies. Maybe then we can get some more listeners from down there.
4: We do have quite a few. I mean, I'm not talking in the hundreds or anything like that, but more than I would uh, have expected.
3: I know. I expected six. We have nine. That's that's pretty good.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you remember back when we started doing this, Josh. Nine oh, was yeah. pretty damn exciting. It was. Yeah. In oh, this yeah. country. <laughs> 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 We've, I, I still remember when we got our first email. Oh my God, somebody's listening, and they're Somebody taking the time I- to call. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So no, what do you guys think about about moves like this by an automaker with with you know I mean the ink barely being dry on the whole China thing? Now Jeep is talking about completely eliminating a line of of a single Jeep internationally with the exception of a couple countries. It seems like a big move and a big move mm-hmm. in the negative direction.
0: Yeah, I I'm not sure I like the all-electric viewpoint because again, What's the infrastructure like and how's this gonna work? And I don't know. I That's just I'm just still kind of stuck talk. on that. I'm sorry, but I have to bring it up, and, he asked. And <laughs>
4: if you were if you were on the old Twitter, you would have been banned. That's right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, no, but it raises, it raises a good point because, you know, we've talked about, you know, electric, electrification, you know, uh, the, the system's not ready. We don't have the infrastructure. We don't have the charging. You know, the, the battery or the, uh, the, the power density just isn't really there. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, okay, let, let's project this out. What if it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. And what if the electrification of vehicles just completely becomes a flop? And after 10 years, and it's like, ah, geez, we really shouldn't have probably done that. And now automakers are going back to internal combustion engines. So let's say 2035, 2040, 2045, you know, something like that. And all of a sudden it's, well, hindsight's 2020, and now internal combustion engines are coming back. You know, would it be a bad thing then at that point? And would then all of this be a moot point? Yep. Yep.
4: It's just too soon. But I mean, I I know you guys have seen pictures like this uh, online and this isn't the cat pictures that everybody used to send around. Uh, It's like a Mercedes or even a Jeep or something that looks like a Jeep and it's being pulled by a, a donkey. Or a mm-hmm. mule, <laughs> and the guy's sitting on the hood. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So this is what you're going to see, I think, with the electric vehicles. Whenever the electric power isn't there, now you know there can be there could be an emergency emerging technology that I don't know about, haven't heard. Aliens are going to land or something, and well, you, I'm, I'm you talking about the ones from outer
3: space. You kind of I took the took the wind right on my sails or I was going to talk about you know something like the Mister Fusion then uh, happening. You know, in oh, the you mad scientist that. stuff. That's a great but, idea. Yeah, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna see you know you know backyard inventors suddenly coming up with you know ways to you know recharge your vehicle on the fly you know or you know super fast charging it may melt your battery in you know three years less time or you know more time or something like that but you know hey at least you can you know get from point A to point B when you know you can't get power anywhere else
4: better than sitting at home with an expensive electric vehicle and that's the other problem there's fewer moving parts in an electric vehicle. They're, they last longer uh i mean not, not necessarily the batteries but everything else should last yeah. longer and be cheaper in the long run but they, but yet they're they're charging you more money for it and i'm sure it has you know to what
0: with- i i think tony you said the word should should last longer should be cheap you know uh, i i well, think you know, electric motors it, just last for a long time i know but there's there's a whole bunch of other issues that come with that of being able to get the the raw materials to happen. I mean, no one's even taking a discussion about that. These vehicle makers are turning, just jumping into this, you know, just jumping in and saying, let's just do it, everybody do it. But I don't know if they're going to have enough materials over time to support this, no. even if everybody was electric. I'm not even talking about plugging in and getting electricity back. I'm talking about the actual components to make the batteries mm-hmm.
4: well i don't know uh, again thank god for elon musk because if we're going to get raw materials we're probably going to have to get them from outer space and Well, you, I understand and you're going to need that. a big ass rocket to bring it back. yes
0: and he's probably going to be able to do it but
4: yeah make another bottom. make another trillion dollars so this yeah. is pretty funny uh <laughs> we had a halloween party uh, on monday and uh, my son and uh, my granddaughter uh, were in attendance they actually have a prius he, he and his wife have a prius so I was standing out there as he was putting uh, uh, Eileen in the, the vehicle, you know, buttoning her up and got in the, the Prius and drove away. And it was, I could hear the tires rubbing on the, on the concrete. <laughs> it was so strange. And I, I, I haven't told him yet, but I think what we ought to do is set up a very high-powered audio system so that whenever he takes off, it, makes, it at least makes a sound.
3: <laughs>
0: Perfect. Perfect sound.
3: <laughs> Gotta have the Jetsons car sound in there, yeah. Of
0: course, we have to. <laughs> actually, speaking of Jetsons, I just saw something that said that he was actually born in twenty twenty two, right? Because we were watching the cartoons right. for future. Yeah. So so we're we're now have arrived into, you know, George Jetson being born this year.
4: Oh, and you know uh what part of twenty twenty two we're in, right? The last part? <laughs> the
3: last quarter. The fourth quarter. <laughs>
5: Oh, no, God. I, no, no. He I got us. I can't believe I
3: it. Could've, I could have gone three weeks without
5: I'm, I'm sorry. Did you, did you There's say really, three more
4: times? I can do it three more times. No. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I just knew somebody was going to click and go, oh, he, no, please don't. And he was, got it. He got us. Yeah,
1: okay. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
0: December Funny. 1st can't yeah. come too quick.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, turkeys and Thanksgiving, I mean, uh, December as well. <laughs> Oh, I could have played it in October because the Canadian Thanksgiving. No, oh, I'm marking my calendar for next year. He's gonna get. You.
3: <laughs> if if I could get over there and remove that from the board, I would. <laughs>
0: I, I I I would almost. We need to set up a GoFundMe for you, yeah. Josh, to make the trip. <laughs> Oh, to what a what a great video uh, that was! Like. <laughs> oh yeah, working <laughs> today to make sure Josh can take the turkey away. Our, our new
4: I listeners, our new listeners are going, what? What's this? What's what, the big deal? The so big deal? I get really irritating with playing the turkey gobble during uh, <laughs> November and December. So
3: they <laughs> and they hate it. <laughs> so uh, well, and, and uh, you got you got to understand. I've been doing this now for what yes. 10, 11, 12 years. You know something yeah. like this. So it, it's like oh. you know I, I've heard this. Damn gobble <laughs> ten million times, and it's it's uh, like okay, you know. And what at one point, I, I, Tony, I, I think he just like rested his elbow on the button or something, and it was like like, like, it was like I heard the damn thing thirty-seven times in one episode, and it's oh God, and so it's hard. like I hear it in my sleep now. I wake up, you know, <laughs> somebody's cars went off. I think it's a gobble. It's like, oh God, what was that?
4: So, okay. so Wendy, I'm gonna put Josh on mute really quick so he doesn't hear this. I'm gonna find somebody over at his residence. To get his phone so that we can change the ringtone no. on it to the turkey gobble. the
0: <laughs> turkey gobble. Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> Well, if if there's if there's a house you want to break into less than Tony's, it'll be mine. You need your <laughs> two homes you do not want to try and enter into un- unannounced. Well, that
4: would be so <laughs> hilarious. The phone starts ringing and Josh starts freaking out. Eye twitches and I
3: <laughs> can't turn it Wait, off. The aren't working. He's start shooting at
0: the damn thing. What's so gonna happen? Somebody's um, across
3: the street maniacally yeah. rubbing their hands together. Exactly. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeeper, if you have a news tip or a response to well, like something like <laughs> this kind of chatter that we've had, if, by all means let us know what you have to say. We love the interaction with our listeners. You can do it by phone or by email. Find out how over at Jeeptalkshow dot com slash contact.
1: You're listening to a four by four
3: Radio Network Podcast. Hey, be sure to tell your friends about the 4x4 Radio Network as well. We have all kinds of off-roading podcasts over there. In fact, it's the web's only place where you can find the Internet's best off-roading podcasts all in one place and all for free. You have the On the Trail Podcast, Trail, Trail Chasers, the Center Steer Podcast. Even shows like the 4x4 podcast and, of course, the Jeep Talk Show as well. Lots of great off-road shows. It's all for free. It's all in one place. It's the number 4, the letter X, the number 4, and radionetwork.com. Let's see if I can stumble over that one more time. 4 x 4 com.
2: Holy shit. My wife says I talk too long. I think I do. If you are again out here in Utah, anyways, I don't even know if it saved the message. but uh, uh, I did not. Peter Court. <laughs> Out of, I don't know what it was, but it was a 3 core. This was in the CJ, 77. And then the fan motor out of a uh, 83 Peterbilt fit right in there. Put a bigger squirrel cage on wow. it. I got heat. Wow. Out wow. in the a basin, minus 30 degrees below zero. I'm trying to talk fast and do this, and it's going to get messed up. And then again, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> the uh, Moab with the Model 20 axle in the back and a 401 that's putting 400 horse probably out. Uh, always spun that little cotter key, they called it a woodruff key, always spun that key on that hub, and uh, it'd screw everything up. Anyways, uh, take a stick, usually a cedar tree that we had out there, stick that up against the tire to keep the tire on the axle shaft because that's what breaks and holds everything together, and then put some uh, oil down there, two straps, wire it to the springs with the straps, and, uh, have a kid hang over the edge of the Jeep. Drive it all the way back to wherever you got to go. Just keep that oil on that tire that holds that wheel back on there so it doesn't fall off. That's a quick fix. That's Afro, in, that's, uh, Uh-oh. redneck engineering. There you go. Uh, love the show. Love you guys. And I will talk to you later.
3: <laughs> wow, good stuff, that- DR Yeah, I think in uh, in that uh, last episode, one of the last episodes, I was talking about um you know the five uh, top five rules of, of uh, trail repair and and using Mother Nature and going full Tarzan on it. And I actually had a mm-hmm. picture of somebody using sticks and twine and and ratchet straps and stuff to hold a C clip axle and you know tire into the uh, into the side of the Jeep. And made it down the side of the mountain with it, uh, you know, like this, this outrigger, if you will, holding the tire into the Jeep.
4: Cool stuff. Thanks for the call.
3: What? Where's the noob? Noob! Noob! Noob? Hey, newbie. Noobie! Noob Nugget.
2: It's time for newbie Nuggets.
0: Well, when we wheel with others or have a student in a class, this is by far one of the most asked questions. When do I get to use my lockers? <laughs> Our answer is almost always, hardly ever. The look on their face is usually disbelief. That, they, they can't believe what we just said. However, if you search on YouTube, you can find lots of videos where you see drivers arriving at a dirt trail and putting their lockers on. I have no idea where it started or who said to go off-road wheeling, you have to have lockers and you have to use them the minute your Jeep hits the dirt, even on an easy fire road. Now, if you own a Jeep, you may or may not have lockers. And some of you may have only one locker in the rear. Now you can catch up and listen to our episode 476 where I explain all the different types of lockers and how and when they're used. But today I'm going to cover, so when do you use a locker? Now a locker locks both the driver and passenger axles together as if it were one solid axle and transfers power equally to both wheels regardless of whether they have traction on the ground or are spinning in the air. Now, you would turn on the locker when you have tires spinning with no traction and you're not moving forward. Maybe it's an extreme rock crawl or mud or a spot where the tire is up in the air spinning and you want power transferred to both tires to help you get out of a sticky situation. Now, just don't turn them on while the wheels are spinning. You could possibly break something very expensive. Now, the locker empowers to not only the wheel in the air, but also the wheel on the ground that still has traction and it will move you forward until the other wheel can get traction on the next rock or ground. Typically, lockers are used in extreme off-roading while crawling through rocks where one or more wheels will be off the ground while going through the obstacle. Now, if you don't plan on rock crawling, you really don't need lockers. However, if you drive in sand, mud, snow, or ice, having a locker in the rear makes life much easier because you're able to transfer power to both wheels equally for better traction. Now once you're through the obstacle, it's best to turn the lockers off. It's rough on the axle and tires when you're trying to make a turn. With the lockers still engaged, the inside tire will rotate more slowly than the outside tire and one of the tires would scrub or skid on the rocks or ground because they're being forced to rotate at the same speed. And if it's the front locker, it will be more difficult to turn the steering wheel. Now we don't use lockers unless or until we get stuck. We love the challenge of getting through an obstacle and not using our lockers. Of course, we have them on the Rubicon, both front and rear, and it's easy for us to simply flip the switch when needed. If we need a locker, we use it for the few inches or feet we need to get traction again, and then we turn them off pretty quickly. And at the uh, Jeep Talk Show Big Bear event last month, there were only a few times that we needed to have the driver use their locker. Usually it was a slippery spot in the fine silt on steep rocks, Or their Jeep was balancing on three wheels in the huge rocks and having that little bit of extra power from the tire with traction helped get them over, but once they were through, they turned them right off. I always say before upgrading your Jeep, figure out what you're planning to do with your Jeep. If you're just doing easy trails, you don't need lockers. If you want to get into crawling, then you will need them at some point. And if your new Jeep comes with them, then that's a bonus and something you won't need to upgrade. You can spend the money on some other upgrades. So when I hear drivers say they use their lockers all the time off-roading, I say, wow, you must have a big bank account because you're just speeding up the possible damage. Or maybe that's the plan all along, to break something and then upgrade the parts. (laughs) So guys, when would you use your lockers? Especially Josh. I know you, do you have lockers, Josh? I can't remember if you do or not.
3: As I do. Um, Well, so I've got lunchbox lockers. So mine are sort of in there all the time and uh they they disengage as the wheel you know as you go around a corner or aren't under power so uh, for instance in, the, in my front axle uh if i'm not in four-wheel drive uh you don't really know that they're there you get some overrun on the two halves of the lockers as that like you were saying the inside tire is spinning you know less fat less at a slower speed than the outside tire is and so that half of that differential is sort of overrunning the locker the overrunning the traction device and so the two t's are sort of um separating and coming back together and separating and coming back together is and and that that overrun is what you hear in the corners. Um okay. and that that's really the only thing that that is happening there. However, as soon as I go into four-wheel drive, it's engaged. And and then I've you know I've got I've got that power. Now yes that means sometimes off-road uh I've got an issue kind of going around corners and stuff if if I'm trying to do a, a tight tree turn or something like that. Uh then sometimes it gets a little funky and I gotta pop it into two-wheel drive maybe do a little rear, rear tire spin to get the back end to come around or something like that uh and then i, I can go again now is it um it's one of those things where oh geez man i can't even make it through the trail because i can't turn no it's not like that at all and, and more oftentimes than not you don't i don't even notice that it, that it's there and i don't have a problem navigating around a tight turn especially off-road
0: and tony have you you must have used yours at hidden falls didn't you
4: I uh well it was actually Barnwell. I, I got to use the uh, the rear locker on the XJ. And uh I did I did like what you were talking about where I, I went forward until I couldn't go forward anymore. And then I was like, you know, giggling like a little schoolgirl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I could use the locker and then press the button and uh and I, I turned it on and I w I I wasn't moving. I wasn't able to move forward. And you guys have heard this story before, so yeah. this was a dual thing. I was using like the Atlas for the first time and the rear locker together. So uh, for for some reason, I think it was the way uh, it was clocked and uh, the the opening at the top. It anyway the 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 um this the shift the lever for the rear um portion the, the for the rear axle wasn't engaged. It had popped out. So. I had the locker engaged in the rear, but no traction going to the rear. The only traction was on the front, and it didn't have a locker. So I was trying to get out of the rock pit with one tire. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, Front c- wheel can be very, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, with and one like, tire. It's like, oh my God, what happened? This, 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 this can't be happening to me. I got a $3,000 uh, uh, transfer case and this um, um, multi-hundred-dollar, if not a thousand-dollar locker in the rear and the insulation. Oh my God. And it wasn't until I got out of the out of the pit, being pulled out of the pit, that uh, I, I started trying, I just started, there be you know, level ground. I was trying to go and it was just enough, just wet enough where I couldn't go. Hmm. And I thought something had, I had broken something and it wasn't. (laughs) It was just the one uh, mud terrain not getting a grip to move the Jeep. And then that's when I started checking things and I went, oh, son of a bitch. And I, you know, got everything back in gear and it was ready to go. But that's what you do. Uh, That's that's the fun of going off road.
3: Well, that
4: is the fun of going off
3: road. One, one clarification, you know, Jeeps don't break. (laughs) <laughs> they just give you opportunities to make upgrades, improvements yeah
0: well yeah. yes i should probably change that to break something is yeah. just yeah those are upgrades clarify. yeah <laughs> 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 they don't well and that's one thing that i noticed a lot is when i was trying to figure out what is the one question we get asked a lot and even on our run they're like okay when do we put the lockers on and all of us are going we don't, we don't use our lockers. It's just a yes. tool.
4: They, yes. You
3: know, I, yes. I, have, I do have a question. And and, and Wendy, uh, have, having countless experience uh, um, spotting people through trails and stuff like that, you've had to have ran into situations to where if that person would have had their locker on, they wouldn't be in the situation of, well, now you need to get, you know, a recovery or you, now you are looking at a nearly impossible line. And and had you had your lockers on before you started this obstacle, perhaps you wouldn't be in the trouble that you're in right now, like sideways going, trying to, you know, navigate a, a <laughs> mountain, you know, something like that. And then you end up sideways on the, on the obstacle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're in a, you're in a bad position then had you had your lockers on. Well, maybe you could have stuck to your line or picked a better line. You wouldn't be in this situation. Have you ran into that at, at much at all? You
0: know, some, yes, uh, but if we know that that's a possibility with that kind of a trail, then I'm going to say put them on to start. But usually what happens with people getting themselves in a bad situation to where they need their locker, it's because they too heavy on the skinny pedal mm-hmm. going through something and they're not… Letting the vehicle do what it needs to do to climb or crawl through. So we're talking about pretty big obstacles, not just your basic stuff. Yeah. And I'm going right. to say
4: but, what Wendy is is not saying and not paying attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, well, see, I was waiting for that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do, I what mean, I, do what the spotter tells you to do. Yes.
0: <laughs> and so, yes, Josh, it's a very good point. There are times when you know this is going to be difficult. So you're going to just start with them. But you're not starting with them at the beginning of the dirt road. You're waiting till you get yeah, to that os- no, obstacle, I, I just, right?
3: I, I agree. It's like yeah. you, you, the, the first thing that you do after airing down is not putting on your seatbelt. It's it's turning your lockers on. You might have a problem. <laughs> <know>? Yes.
0: <laughs> but but that happens. And I think it's because people watch videos and they're told. It's like, who said this was what to do? Lockers should, in my opinion, and what I've experienced, I'm not, you know, don't have all the knowledge out there is that you? there is a place and a time for them. And they can be very beneficial to getting you through obstacles, but they should not be your first go-to when you hit the dirt. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do for the newbies is, listen, you you have them on your vehicle. If you bought a newer vehicle, they're probably already there. They're included. You don't need to use them, you know, uh, uh, only when you're actually going to be doing something that requires that. Because otherwise, like you said, Josh, your description of turning, I it's difficult. If you've got obstacles that are... Close together and you need your lockers on It's it's hard to turn It's hard to navigate yeah. It doesn't the, the Jeep doesn't operate the same
3: It's a little no, bit slower, a little
0: stiffer You know
3: That's where the importance of, you know, getting that seat time Having that experience mm-hmm. and knowing your rig And how it's going to How it's going to track through that corner With that locker on As you're yes. going uphill or as you're going downhill Or, you know, whatever it may be And, and just knowing your Jeep and and I mean, obviously, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere. You're not going to know yep. your Jeep the first time you have it on, tra- on the trail. And even no. even then, you know, it's going to take you, uh, you know, a fair amount of time before you really learn the ins and outs and and the the nuances, the quirks of of how that particular Jeep will will operate and navigate.
0: Mm-hmm. It's true. And then seat time is the biggest thing. But hopefully, newbies are out there with people who are not quickly turning on their lockers. Um and steering, you know, if you're using your front lockers and you don't have PSC steering or some sort of a RAM assist, I'll tell you what, it is, it's tough. It can be mm-hmm. done, but you're you're restricted on what you can do at that point. So turn them off once you don't need them, and then you know use them when you do. So
4: I guess it could be. I actually argued that uh, the same thing that applies to lockers applies to four wheel drive because there's situations that you have got it in four wheel drive that you don't need it. Uh, I mean, you might oh, want to leave it in there. This-
3: this opens up a whole nother uh debate Complete, some, yes well because you know you've got transfer cases out there you know you've got uh, like um uh Teraflex and their uh-huh. their two Terra 2 low kit that they have for the mp231 transfer case found in a lot of xjs tjs and mjs and stuff and and so when you have the ability to have a low range two-wheel drive option and let's mm-hmm. say you're lincoln locked in the back meaning your spider gears are welded in the rear you don't necessarily have a locker but the two halves of the axle are essentially welded together, and, and it acts like a locker. Um, and at that point, you know, then you've you've got uh, essentially a two-wheel drive vehicle. Both rear tires are spinning. I've wheeled with guys with this setup, and they've gone three quarters of the day in two-wheel drive <laughs> just because yes. they have, just yeah. because they have that much traction going on in the rear. Yeah. And, and yep. so, you know, there, there's, there's lots of different ways to go about this, you know, this whole locker thing and, and, and different ways of doing it and, and different mm-hmm. Jeeps doing different things. And yeah, it, it goes a lot deeper than just having lockers and not having lockers or turning them on and turning them off. There's a lot more to it. Well, and that's, it can go, and I think get, that's one of
4: the things that makes Wheeling so interesting. You, the terrain is not always the same, even if it's the same no, terrain you're no. going over. <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, and how your vehicle is going to react is not the same. And then, oh, how t- dialing your, your Jeep in to do something that you know, know it can do. So, yeah. that's the, I think that's the fun and the excitement uh and, and making modifications and then trying them out and then people go going my god how did you do that and then you yeah. share the information with them or not tell them how where the favorite your favorite fishing hole is i don't know how people do it but uh <laughs> you know just keep it a secret so they can uh, be special so it, it it's it's really just a lot of fun the mechanics behind it of course you don't have to get into it like that you can go out there and just wheel the trail and wheel the rocks and and uh yeah. you know so you don't have to get into the technical side of
0: things well, and that's just for all newbies. Is that seat time is huge, and it's you How can you. well <laughs> your your Jeep is much more capable than probably you are if yes. you're brand new to, brand new to wheeling, um, and it's just getting out with people that can guide you and give you that confidence and show you what to do. But honestly, if you're just doing easy roads and stuff, you don't need the lockers. You know, you just don't need to do it. So.
1: Four wheel drive.
0: Well, and that's another question we get is, so how do I use my, or when do I use my four low and my four high, and why do I have this? (laughs) It's kind of funny. I'll save that for another segment. Well, do you have a topic or suggestion for newbie nuggets? I would love to hear from you. You can also find more information on our YouTube channel at Trails411. Got lots of content with great tips, tricks, and techniques.
5: Tony, Josh, Wendy, this is Chuck. Hey, I'm sitting underneath the uh, QuadraTech banner right here at SEMA. Checking out Greg Henderson's uh, build that he did, the 50 for 50. It's absolutely gorgeous. You guys are totally missing out. Don't know why you did not show up. What an absolute (laughs) wonderful time out here. Actually went out with QuadraTech and uh, wheeled, for the first time, wheeled an automatic Jeep with angry eyes and 40s and one tons. And I could not get it up. <laughs> the hill, that is. I was up everywhere else. No, <laughs> well, man, I won't be able to make the show, but uh, you guys are great. Josh, you got to come out next year. Tony, no one really knows who you are, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Wendy, you got to come out. And uh, let's do it all together next year. This is absolutely spectacular. Talk to you guys later. See ya. Uh, I'm
3: glad Chuck's out there having fun. I, oh, that's, that's really, awesome. really cool. I, I'm glad
4: to hear that Chuck can do a much better job out there than I can.
0: <laughs> but it's it, it's a great suggestion he has for all four of us to make it out there next year. I think we should plan it. See well, year from now, right?
3: Well, if they'll just if they'll just donate a booth for us to have, I mean, that'd be that'd be just swell. And, you and know, maybe awesome. some and plane tickets and uh, to, I was gonna say the plane tickets and accommodations, a hotel
4: room, <laughs> or just some sleeping bags we could hang up on the wall. Uh, you know, something place to stay. That's a week week long event. Well, Tuesday through uh, Friday, but I think people start breaking down. Um, uh early, early afternoon. Oh, do they do on Thursday? I thought it was. Friday. I don't know.
0: I, I thought they ended on Friday.
4: Yeah, they do end on Friday, but I think they start breaking down on Friday. So the the days to go are, are Tuesday through Thursday. Of course, mm-hmm. Chuck. Uh, or actually, the Jeep Talk Show and and uh, Chuck was the one that responded. Uh, to the 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 invite. Uh, we were invited by uh, Quadratech to go out to uh, the Tread Lightly and Quadratech. Actually, I guess it's the other way around. Um, uh, trail ride and um trail cleanup and it was part of the fifty-fifty build that greg henderson did so uh chuck went out there and represented this and that's why he had that that uh that tj is because quadratech rented jeeps for everybody to drive and,
3: oh way cool
4: and, yeah and, and that's the one that uh, chuck got and and uh, i'm just so glad that my request that whatever you do make it a red jeep was honored so was it really? Oh, yes, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, that's what that's what he drove, right? A red one. Oh, yeah, geez, I believe I, I believe I, it's
4: I, a red LJ that he was uh, driving. Did uh-huh. I get that right? He the the TJ LJ. variant is that right? LJ yeah. or JL? Okay, yeah. LJ. L- LJ. So beautiful Jeep. I mean, angry eyes, not so much, but the rest of it is great. And it had a chrome front grille with those angry eyes. So they cut a couple of negatives there, but other than with the forties, I guess it kind of makes up for it.
3: Well, you know what we should have gotten an invite from was uh, was Nexon Tire. Were they at <laughs> SEMA this year? I, I, they oh, were. I'm almost certain they, they, were. they were. They were there. I saw I, I was going to say was I don't know if uh, who was out there managing the booth, but uh, I didn't get a shout out, you know, for for JTS from uh, from Nexon, but uh, but that's all right. Maybe next year. But speaking of Nexen, you know, they launched their all-new Rodian ATX All-Terrain. We've been talking about the MTX uh, Mud Terrain here on the show uh, for a little while now. But now they've released the Rodian ATX All-Terrain Tire, pushing all-terrain performance to an all-new level, Tony.
4: Next entire new all-terrain tire features top-tier presentation and construction using the latest material advancements in, uh, and design. I'm pretty sure they're using alien uh, technology here, <laughs> specifically for wet or dry grip. Rodian ATX makes use of the next-generation tread technology specifically designed to provide better grip during the wear process.
3: That's right, the new tire achieves this thanks to sidewall lugs and deep grooves for improved handling and composure both on and off-road. Compared to the company's earlier all-terrain tire offerings, the Rodian ATX boasts increased performance in four of the most important categories to consumers, like, like you. Durability, wet traction, snow traction, and mileage.
0: The Rodian ATX also features a reinforced 3-ply sidewall construction on most LT sizes enabling an industry-best all-terrain tire designed for longer life and increased durability under heavy loads and higher tire pressures. Moreover, increased sidewall rigidity also enhances vehicle stability while cornering under load and heavy towing scenarios.
3: Specifications of the all-new Rodian ATX all terrain tire include things like reinforced three-ply construction on most LT sizes, emerging 3D sipes, increased tread to tread tread to road rather contact for improved traction in both snow, mud, and wet conditions, 3P MSF certified, severe winter certification to withstand heavy snow, ice, and tough terrain. These things are available in 63 different sizes, so I'm pretty wow. sure you could find one for your truck. Sizes range from 15 inches to 22 inches, so it's going to cover all those wheel sizes as well. Speed ratings ST and H are available. Top-tier tread warranty on these things as well. Our next
4: entire giveaway winner, as our next entire giveaway winner, you can select from the Nexen Rodion ATX a uh, new all-terrain tire or the featured favorite Rodian MTX Extreme Mud Terrain tire. And Wendy, what is it? How do you how do you say that? The 3 out of the 4 uh show hosts have the uh y- Yes, 3 <laughs> out of the 4 co-hosts have the
0: Rodian <laughs> MTX. Uh, and we love them. We love them.
3: <laughs> yeah, not a great great tire. Well, Jeeper, in order to win your choice of the ATX or the MTX, we're going to give you the choice. You can have it your way. We're almost like Burger King over here. <laughs> mm, the phrase that pays. Like ATX is the way to go. ATX is the way to go. That's your phrase that pays. We're looking for caller number 36. So you're going to have to be caller number 36 with the phrase that pays. ATX is the way to go. Head over to jeeptalkshow dot com slash contact to get the giveaway phone number. Remember, Jeep Talk Show has two phone numbers now. One is strictly for the giveaways. That's the number you're going to need to call. Head to jeeptalkshow.com dot com slash contact to get the giveaway hotline number right now. Good luck, Jeeper. So I'm just going to ask what everybody's screaming
4: at their uh, their podcast playing device. You just gave away Nexen tires, didn't you? Or is that the same tires you gave away? Are you are you doing it again? I, I mean, what the hell's going on here? This is a lot of Nexen tires, man. <laughs> this is a, another Nexen tire giveaway.
0: Well, it's wait, it's a new month, it's so a, we gave it one in October. Yep, and now it's November. Yep, M- makes sense to me. More tires.
3: Look at us giving away tires every month. No other podcast is doing this. Certainly not like we're doing it. This is awesome. Raise the pace, ATX is the way to go Caller number 36, good luck jeeper Hope you get some tires You must be 18 years of age or older Your mailing address must be in the continental United States You may only call in once per giveaway Any required word or phrase must be said exactly and completely the first time Your call must include your caller ID One chance to win per individual per giveaway All these rules must be followed unless otherwise stated Failure to follow these rules will disqualify you from being eligible for the giveaway We will contact you with a text message at the number you called from Good luck jeeper
1: Gladiator
2: My name
3: is Gladiator gladiators are you not entertained are you not entertained this not why you are here gladiator now josh what on god's <laughs> green earth have you done to your jeep oh oh wait a
4: minute i forgot something here
5: <laughs> gladiator
0: alert Gladiator
3: alert! I'll be right back. There's something going on outside. This <laughs> yeah. is
0: awful. What the heck?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna go off. The crack of dawn. You know, it's gonna be middle of the night. You know, <clears throat> Tony's gonna have a coronary as he's checking on his Jeep. You know, it's,
4: God. Actually, the the wife's gonna have a coronary when she hears the shotgun rack. <laughs> 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 I'm going outside. Call nine one and keep your finger on the one, just in case. So, um, <laughs> so uh, I don't know, Josh. I think your uh, your XJ is garage kept. Uh, what well, it, it has to be yeah. right now, hundred uh, um, percent. And I don't know if you have any cons- concerns for catalytic
3: converter theft. No, I, I I have a lot of concerns about theft in general. <laughs> Winch theft, yes. I don't know light why. theft, roof I don't know why. theft. You know. You <laughs> You gotta, you gotta go back and listen to the whole show, Jeep. Yeah, yeah. This yes. is yeah. a long history from the
0: beginning. Of, you
4: need to listen from all seven hundred yeah. episodes. You gotta go back, and and, listen. and you will find yourself saying again, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so Wendy, do you guys have much issue with uh, uh, catalytic converter theft out in Big Bear Lake, California?
0: I'm sure it's happening. It's definitely here in the Southern California area, but we have complete skid plate system underneath, so we're good oh, on the
4: G- very, very good. You know, yeah. uh, not, not what I was going to mention here, but uh, I think it was John uh, sent me a picture the other day of how you can use the old coils from when you do a lift. They oh. actually had a coil over the… <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, probably a front coil
3: over the catalytic converter.
0: Yeah, to keep it to take longer. Interesting. To
3: steal I haven't seen that hack yet. That's a good one. Yeah, I thought that was really
4: cool. So you may not be concerned about having your catalytic conver- converter stolen. I'm not really concerned about it, but I love messing with stuff. And I happened across a YouTube video uh, where somebody was using a, a vibration uh, sensor, and, and I thought – and they were using it to protect their catalytic converter. Actually, it kind of protects the whole vehicle. Now, this isn't a wild new concept because if you guys remember the car alarm systems, they came with a vibration detector. So if somebody was to bump the vehicle or it was a thunderstorm or something like that, the car alarm would start going off. But this is a next level because there's no disturbing the neighbors with your car alarm going off every five minutes because there's some weird noise. These things are really intelligent and don't go off very often, but yet they're very sensitive and do go off. What I'm talking about is a Yolink smart vibration and shock sensor. This thing is $25. Bucks.
0: Wait, wait. It actually will shock them? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm all for that right there.
4: <laughs> no, no. It's just like if, if something hits the side of the vehicle, that that kind of shock. It's an impact sensor. Yeah. So uh, this. Oh,
0: wait, it doesn't shock them like, you know, oh, hot wire does on oh animals? Oh, God,
4: that would be lovely to, you know. Oh,
0: come on, you took the, all the fun away. The I'm people, like, I don't care about the vibrating, I care about the shocking. Let's just shock them like a, like a cattle prod. <laughs> the,
4: the I would love to have like a 50,000 volt uh, high voltage thing underneath the handle so right when the door checkers now. come by, you know. Oh, yes. This watch I'm light up like a Christmas tree. Of course, you go to jail. But anyway, uh, that of course that's not the only thing that you have to get, obviously, because there's always something more you have to buy. Of
0: course, there is.
4: So the <laughs> YoLink, yeah, the YoLink Hub. Which is a central controller, and it only is for only for the YO LINK devices. This thing has a quarter mile range, and I'm not talking about walkie-talkie quarter mile range like they used to tell us when we were kids. This is actually a quarter mile range, so the vehicle doesn't even have to be parked in your driveway; it could be down the street. And, in and this mall, thing,
2: movie theater, and this thing works
4: cars. very, very well. Uh, I have several YO LINK sensors, uh, temperature, motion, bunch of stuff that I've been buying and just having fun with.
2: Well. Uh,
0: can I ask a quick question? So, does this alarm or this notification going off on your phone or it's going off at the Jeep?
4: Not at the Jeep. So, okay, so, so it's you a, on so your you phone. need you need the YoLink smart vibration and shock sensor. You need the YoLink central hub controller got and you it. need the internet because that's oh. what the controller is going to connect to. And okay. then you need the Amazon Echo app on your phone minimum. If you've got Amazon uh Echo devices in your house, you can use those too. So, I placed the sensor on the driver's side kick panel, and, and I'm just testing it. I don't know where, where the best place is. Uh, but it's done amazingly well at not giving false alerts. So, uh, I noticed that it went off when the, uh, the people were out here mowing the grass. Uh, they were, when they were running the lawnmower and the weed eater, it, it went off, I think, once or twice, which is amazing. And when the trash truck came by, it was really funny. I was asleep, and I heard the thing go off. And I started to get up, and uh, my wife says it's the trash truck. <laughs> so I went back to sleep. <laughs> and, um, and oh, also too, we've got some guy down the street with a loud motorcycle, and it, and it doesn't go off all the time. but it went off once that I noticed. Now I've only had this thing running about a week, so um, like I said earlier, it, it only um, it works. It will work down the street, but this isn't something that you're going to be using to detect vibration and, and shock. At, at work or at the mall or anything like that, because you're not in contact with the hub. This is really only near your house situation. So that's the downside to it. The good side is well, you're, what you're not you, paying what if you're for like the hot
3: internet. Hotspot. What if you had a hotspot in the Jeep? Yeah. Well, you'd also that-
4: you'd also have to have a, a hub controller
3: uh, in the Jeep. Oh, I see. Okay.
4: And a constant uh, internet connection. So, but yeah, you could.
0: Okay, I'm just going to be devil's advocate. Please. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't have a problem at your house or where you live, but where you work or where you go to the store, because there's people in Southern California here, they go to dinner at a restaurant and their headlet yeah. converters are being stolen, right? Well, they're having dinner inside. They can't see their vehicle and they're being stolen. Yeah, absolutely. So, it does not cover you're that. saying this, okay.
4: Yeah, this, this is only at home. Uh, I mean, okay, or or In close proximity to where the controller is so that the, the, the vibration detector can uh, communicate with the hub. And then the hub needs the access to the uh, to the and, internet.
0: And how big is the hub? Is this like something you could carry with you in the restaurant? I'm just asking. Yeah. or is this?
4: Yeah, but I don't know if it would be kind of an uh, unusual request. Like, hey, you got a place I can plug this in on the to get to the internet? <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> really, you're a- really, I mean, this, this is this is a home
3: only situation.
4: I, you, I mean, Matt. if you have a second house or something, and you got internet at the second house, you could you could set it up there and use it. Um, so
3: can I can I ask a couple hard questions? Please. <laughs> So it's not math, in, is it? You're into this? What? <laughs> maybe <laughs> close to a hundred bucks, uh, or thereabouts. Maybe I, I don't. Maybe
4: 75? I didn't mention the hub is twenty three dollars, so fifty. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. what about okay.
0: internet and the Echo? If you didn't own the Echo, you'd have to buy the Echo.
4: Well, no, you actually didn't just do this with the Echo app on your phone, on your smartphone. Oh, okay.
0: okay. Okay.
4: All right. And I All right. and well, I can I can have it announced the through the entire house the Gladiator oops. alert. But um, I didn't do that. I just have it announced to my phone.
0: I think that was smart. Being married, Tony, that was a yes. good idea.
4: Oh, oh, you can just well imagine else what they the have to before. do, what they have to put up with here. When
0: I, I'm, I'm only guessing, sunglasses.
3: <laughs> so, I mean, with with the availability of, of you know things like Amazon and and even with retail stores um, running co- countless sales, I mean, you can get a a feature packed mobile alarm system you know the dedicated alarm system for the vehicle that works anywhere with that comes with a a two-way remote that not only will let you know of the alert but also let you know which system is being alerted whether it's a tailgate opening a hood opening a door opening shock sensor going off you know something like that for for i mean not much more of a price point than what you spent on this why not go for something that would work everywhere for about the same amount of money and about the same amount of time to install versus something like this that only works in one location?
4: Oh, you mean 150 to $300 plus uh, two or three hours of your time?
3: Well, no, I'm I'm going like for the 59.95 special that I put on my Jeep that that has the two-way oh, wow. remote, I'm not, I'm has shot, has, has a three-stage shock sensor. Yeah, I've not. Seen that, the I went down ones. To, I went down to the local uh you know car audio sh- shop just I don't know two miles from my house and, and and picked it up and had it installed that afternoon with I mean I, I knew what I was doing so I did it myself but. You know, I mean, that might not be an option for everybody, but nonetheless, I would think that having security that would do the exact same thing everywhere would be a much more attractive option than going through this much trouble for something that will only work in your driveway.
4: Well, that's kind of the, that's kind of the point. It's not trouble at all. It's really, really simple. You stick the vibration detector, it's connected to the wireless, to the, the controller. And what
3: powers the, the, the sensor?
4: A battery that lasts over a year. The Yoli devices are just amazing, and and they're inexpensive. I mean, I've got a temperature sensor in the backyard uh, that's waterproof. Uh, We recently had a blockage in the AC drain line, and uh, I bought one to put in the uh, water sensor to put in the pan so that it would alert me whenever the, the AC wasn't draining instead of me going outside and looking to see it coming out the overflow line. Um, I've got, uh, door sensors every place. I've got a temperature sensor in the
3: garage so I can see how hot it is in the garage. Well, I, I could, I could sort of understand the, the home automation aspect of this. Um, but as a standalone, you know, this, I got this so that I can know if somebody's trying to steal my catalytic converter. Or, or molest your vehicle in any way. Right, right. It, it, it just seems like there are far better options out there that, that provide you not only this level of security, but better um, and and that extends out past your driveway.
4: Yeah, that's fine, but that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm just talking about how you can play around with this stuff and, have, and make use of uh, uh, monitoring your vehicle uh, and it's very easy to do. I mean, there's no programming. Uh, if you know how to peel the back off a sticker, that's how you install the vibration detector. Wow. And uh, if you already have Echo devices in your house, um, you know, you just plug the controller into your router, network, whatever, and uh, the thing connects through the phone very easily. And if you already are using uh, uh, Alexa, it, okay, I got, I got, I got by with that. Uh, <laughs> it, it automatically connects to that, and then you can just start getting notifications about it. So, and, and this mm. vibration detector doesn't have to be used in, in your Jeep or in, in your car. You can use it on Windows. You can, you know, I mean, they even had, they even showed one that was a mouse trap. So, when the mouse trap went off, the uh, vibration <laughs> detector would alert you to a mouse.
3: So, well, it's you build just, a better mousetrap; the world will beat a path to your door. It's just—it's <laughs> it's it. just something
4: there. I just—I just find it interesting, <laughs> and I think it's just fun, and it's really inexpensive. Uh, was it something I was overly concerned about? No, I just saw the video and I went, "Wow, look! I got all this other stuff." Uh, Twenty-four dollars, and I stick this thing in there. I get to play around with it, and yeah. I get—and I get a segment for the show.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting idea, especially if you're concerned about where you're parking your car. There's a lot of places where. You're in a carport, not necessarily a garage. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think that yeah. would make really good sense if this is where you live. And I like an apartment
4: complex or something.
0: Yeah. And your car sits there for what, you know, 12 hours, probably overnight. Well, well, you, I can't you can't go tell to work.
3: So how many jeeps I've seen next to a house because the jeep's too damn big to in right. the garage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's too the, tall. That's yeah. the problem with
4: the Gladiator. So yeah. uh, no, you, it, it, there are other things, other ways of doing it, uh, Josh. Absolutely. Uh, but I just found this a, an interesting, um, an interesting way of of handling this situation, uh, and, and it works very, very well.
3: Yeah. No. it Seems very plug and play. Yes. Um, I mean, like, like I mean, l- literally, no. Quote unquote, installation involved. You're not tying into any circuits. Uh, the power supply is included. You don't have to hook up to the vehicle's power supply at all. Uh, but kind of a, a negative if you ask me, but uh, but nonetheless, very, very easy. I mean, you don't have to have a single tool uh, to to pretty much make this happen. Uh, it's just it's all literally like like you're saying plug and play. I mean, into the internet, into the into the, you know, outlet on the wall and and there you, there you go. You're off and running.
4: Yep, yep. So anyway, I just found it thought it was interesting. I figured you guys would think it was interesting, but it may not be the answer for everyone and uh, a high dollar or mid dollar uh, like I said, I'd never seen a sixty dollar car uh, alarm installation, and it th- and the best well, thing
3: no, is you're not going to get that installed for that price. No, 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 you no. Can get it out the door for that price,
4: and sure. and uh, not having the car alarm going off, I think, is so much that's, nicer. Yeah, that's uh, a plus. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and you have your phone with you all the time anyway. At least I do. So, uh, I don't keep my keys with me, so I wouldn't have that little uh, uh, mm-hmm. device on the keychain going off. I'd probably hear it, but it's not like I was having it right there. And of course, I got cameras set up around the house. So, I hear the alarm go off. I bring up the cameras on my phone and see what's going on. So,
0: it's, it's a sickness.
3: So, it's, it's just me. <laughs> well, the first step to overcoming a problem is admitting you have one. <laughs>
0: That's right. Step one has been, has been handled. Check that off your list, Tony. <laughs>
3: Well, so, uh, you're gonna have to keep us up to date, Tony. I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how you know cold affects this, or you know, hundred plus degree temperatures. If you get swings in performance based on temperature, or uh, you know, if something happens and it starts you know falsing on you a lot, or connectivity issues where you have to like relearn the device constantly, or things like that. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious about about the reliability of this over time.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, the other sensors have been just fine. Oh, I will mention this. This is pretty funny. Uh, my wife went at, uh, went over to her mom's house uh, the other day and took the Gladiator, uh, and uh, without permission. No, she had permission, uh, and uh, she was she was on her way. <laughs> she was on her way back, and I got a Gladiator alert. So I have the ELO package on the Gladiator, so I can oh, check no. and see exactly where the Gladiator is located. The first thing I did was look up at the at the cameras to see if she was pulling in the driveway she wasn't so then i went to elo to find out where she was she was about five miles from the house now how i'm certainly i I believe that there was vibration as she's driving it but how the hell did i get notification
3: five miles from the house she must have hooked up to a wireless network or something There's there's no hub there maybe if somebody else had a hub Maybe that's all it takes. I, I
5: think.
4: I th- well, this is right before Halloween. I think that it has something. I think that whenever you uh, bind the device, it's bound to the specific controller. I will have to look that up. Maybe there was a controller nearby and it linked up to it. And it just happened. To, it was yeah, so it strange. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So I'll have to figure out that one. That was, but it was like, what the hell? She's not in the driveway. How did that work? So anyway, it was it was very interesting
2: a bit hey
4: a big uh, thank you and shout out to lucky penny leather i don't know that i want to know the, the 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 what was behind that name but they are a, a friends with benefits subscriber as of today so 100 hundred dollar nice 100 paid subscriber thank you very much it was like those those old days when travis was a uh, a paid subscriber and then decided not to be so well, welcome to the show, subscribers. <laughs> You're better than Travis. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that, Travis.
1: <laughs> From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and I just caught the uh, special Chuck episode. And uh, Chuck, I'm very touched that when you talked about how you met Jay at the shelter and he put his head in, in your in your lap and he just looked in your eyes and said, "Where have you been uh, yeah I've had a similar experience with uh, sir craps a lot yeah some people just dropped him off in my driveway and my daughter brought him in the house and uh, he said he set his head in my lap and looked up at me and said, "Be careful I got gas Chuck if you if you, if you want a dog to ride around in your jeep I can loan you sir craps a lot." He loves jumping in vehicles. He freaks out a little bit when they start moving, but he's not a freeloader. He, he works for his kibble. He'll make sure every toilet bowl in your house is at the correct level <laughs> and that the cat's litter box is emptied routinely, but that's not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you I got carted at the liquor store and my blockbuster card fell out. And the cashier said, Never mind. Thirty <laughs> percent of the listeners will not get that joke. Alright, boys and girls, people. I'll chat to you later and you have a good one. Bye. What can I say they all they all can't be winners? <laughs>
3: One hundred percent of the hosts got it though. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not joking. They literally just closed down. What I what has to be the last uh, DVD, you know, oh, movie really? rental place. Wow. ever. Yeah. No, the thing just shut down like this the last month. But not blockbuster. No, it wasn't a big chain. It wasn't. uh yeah. it, it wasn't a blockbuster or a Hollywood video or you know, anything like that. Uh, it was like just in video or something like that. And and it's like how how in 2022 were you? St- Still in business. I don't get it. There had to have been a front.
4: So I don't know if you guys know about this or not, or, or the you the listener knows about this. But there's a really good um, documentary, a comedy. Uh, really, I mean, not not it's 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 uh, it's real. It's real, but it's done really funny uh, about the last blockbuster. I think that's the name of the documentary, and it's just
3: really Somebody else really told me fun. About that recently, yeah, yeah. Watch it. it. It was really good. Surprisingly, okay. okay. I was like, why the hell do I want to watch this? I it's know. like, God, yeah. that would be like watching grass grow. I know what happens. So, <laughs> exactly. In my defense,
4: my <laughs> wife was watching it, and uh, I, I watched it for half a second. Oh, it happened. I oh. into the room, and was yeah. like, oh,
3: yeah, I, uh, yeah
2: okay. <laughs> hey, Josh, this is Matt over here at the House of Gong. I just want to let you know that your 12-inch is ordered. But that you know your way around gong, I will go ahead and up your order to a 15-inch and get it right out to you with no extra cost. I know you're going to love it. Yes! powder counterfeited black for free. Once you see the way this deluxe model swings, once you smack it, you'll never go back. I know being a famous guy, you can get any kind of gong you want, but I'm proud (laughs) that you chose ours. So, thanks a
5: lot. Be seeing you. That is
1: hilarious.
5: (laughs) Hey, Tony, this is Chuck again. Hey, I just want to let you know I ran into somebody and they said, hey, Chuck, with the Jeep Talk Show, the show that you run. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I actually asked where, where the hell you were. And I said, Tony didn't want to get out behind his microphone, so he sent a good-looking one. Oh. All right, man. Oh. Hope everything's going well. Chat with you later. Oh. See ya.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, actually when he said I, I ran into somebody, I thought he was going to say So I put it in reverse and I ran over him again <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's kind of Where I was going with that too, I was like, he had the tone Of voice like, uh, yeah. Tony, uh I need you to send some bail money real quick <laughs> yeah, No, I ran past. over <laughs> God. that's
0: exactly where i thought he went just, i love it just
4: pull the big uh, logo jeep talk show uh, shirt over during the arrest that's yes. all i ask get rid
0: of the logos <laughs>
4: <laughs> no no get them on there oh. i want to on the news man
0: oh you want it on the episode
4: of cops that'd be great i, I see what you're saying uh, okay i got you
0: now i got it <laughs> bad
4: jeeps bad jeeps what you gonna do so anyway uh this uh the the <laughs> The uh the, our next interview is gonna be with Tyler Lawson, uh, episode seven oh nine from moreflight.com And if you really want to get Tyler uh wound up, call it more flat. That's what I did. Oh
0: no, you did not. Uh, oh, well my I didn't God. know. I didn't Dude, you know
4: how slip. you know how I pronunciate things, so it's just that's is it know, is that more flat? I mean it's got an E. So <laughs> it's like the it's like the uh, the British thing where they stick E's on the stuff that no, does There wasn't two
3: Ts and then an E. It
0: was <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more
4: like
0: flat, 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 damn it. <laughs> so, so I have to say something really quick. So sure. uh, when when we set up our airing up and down system, Bill actually kind of designed something that that Morphlate does, and it's the tube that goes to each each tire. They morflate has the best connectors to connect on to the actual stem, the valve stem.
5: Mm. I
0: love them. So we, you know, Bill made his. We put it all together, but we've had to since replace those connectors. No, once we bought the Morflate ones, and we're always recommending people to, if you're gonna if you're gonna air up, and air down, use a Morflate system. It's awesome. So,
4: so I'll give you guys a little tidbit if you don't already know this that I learned in this interview. Uh, he designed this uh, air compressor so that it puts out enough air pressure so it quickly fills up the tires. It does. You actually can't run this thing on just one tire because you may wind up burning up the compressor.
1: Oh you, wow. You
4: really have to have it set up to, to run uh, and I, you have to hear the interview it, it may be required to go to all four tires. But it like cuz it needs that
3: back pressure it needs that resistance. Yeah, it, and, and,
0: and it well, actually, makes them all it makes them all even.
4: Actually uh, you it's want awesome. it, it's too much back pressure if you're only airing up one tire because the size of the 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 valve that you're going into, so you need a larger orifice, and getting you can do that with bigger orifices or multiple orifices, and that's, that's he says that it, it, it's great. You get a lot of air out of it, but uh, you know you we get one. You'll read and it just says don't use this on a single tire. You got to multiple yeah. ones, so you need to buy the
0: kit. But but it saves you time. I mean, you're oh, airing uh, yeah. them all up at the same time or airing them down at the same time. But you're They're still all
4: going level through the Schrader valve, though, right? Listen to the
3: interview.
0: Oh, you
4: gotta
3: I check didn't. it out. <laughs> you gotta check it out, Josh. It's that's really how, good that's how we get you. <laughs> yeah. Well, since Tony already pretty much did a must have pick of the week for your Jeep with his fancy little shock sensor thing, I'm not gonna bother putting one on in this episode. But stay tuned for future episodes where Tony doesn't shit on my point or steal my segments, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all good. Hey, a shout out real quick to a uh, Gresham, Oregon jeeper named Brandon for a flag. No, it's not a a, uh, uh, let's go Brandon joke at all. (laughs) Uh, There are still people out there named Brandon. uh, But no, uh, Gresham, Oregon jeeper Brandon for flagging me down at a local locksmith and saying hi. Brandon is working on his fourth Jeep, a 1999 XJ on 37s. So it was good seeing you, Brandon. Thanks for sharing your picks and thanks for listening as well.
0: Yes, thank you. We appreciate that
3: how he recognized me i i do not know i, I was i well, just I figured got it was a t- friend
4: of yours you mean he literally recognized you from like the show or something
3: yeah wow and and it's, it's uh, probably uh,
0: your voice
3: tiny little locksmith shop i mean you know you've got room for six people you know on the one side of the counter um and that's it i mean like a locksmith shop inside the parking lot of a store type of thing you know it's just a little shack and and so I'm in there and I'm, you know, how I do, I, I shoot the breeze. I'm talking with them. I'm all, there's something always coming out of my mouth. And, and so I'm talking with the guy and, and somebody had was, had just left when I came in. And so I'm, you know, doing my business and whatnot and having a few keys made and, and talking with the guy, shooting the breeze and all what and I hear the door open and close behind me. And I'm kind of finishing my sentence as I'm sort of turning around a little bit. And I look behind me and I just kind of see who, you know, see he's behind me. And, and i see this person kind of with their finger pointing at me and it's just like <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like and, and I think you defiled right. my it, mom
1: it no and, <laughs>
3: <laughs> No, and, and he's like josh and, and i'm like yeah oh my god it finally happened
1: see it happened i'm so excited it happened see,
0: to
4: a prior siding. a prior so, yes. multiple
3: times well, so yeah, I mean, I've I've ran into a couple few jeepers over the last few years. Um, there was a a guy named R J who has been for years trying to get me uh, to take a a trip in his 4xe. Uh, R J, if you're if you're out there listening, I, it's just nothing personal. I just you know life gets in the way. It's hard to connect with people sometimes. I'm saving and up AAA uh,
4: batteries. And it was one of the same, same
3: sort of thing. <laughs> I, I you know he he was I was blagged me down uh cuz he recognized the jeep and uh oh, and this, is this when it was on the road and uh and yeah so uh yeah it's it's happened a couple few times uh, this is yes, recent and and without the jeep was uh, but was bonus points a, as well so
0: yeah uh, it happens yeah. it's a surprise isn't it because it's, well, it must I, I've be I've your got,
3: voice too that's the thing is I, i've got a lot of people uh, who have come up to me over the years saying do you work on the radio because yes. I've, I've I've got a radio voice, and, and, and Josh it says,
4: "Well, I do have uh, ten years of uh, car car stereo uh, industry experience."
3: <laughs> plus
0: plus plus. <laughs> Let me
4: count no, the ways. But it's
3: it, it's one of those things where you know I've I've never been a radio personality, but I've worked with radio stations. I'm a trained voiceover talent. I've just got one of those cadences to my voice, and that certain you know sound and tenor to the voice, whatever it may be. Um, and and yeah, I just it's. I don't know. It's so people recognize me for my voice even though it's not my voice that they recognize. Until until today, apparently.
0: It, so That be, is awesome.
3: So
4: be honest, Josh, you know you walk around doing external monologues that people normally do in their head <laughs> in the grocery store. <laughs> and
5: he's just popping. <laughs> and
3: and then he squeezes the french bread to see how soft it is. Lady annoyed. says
4: Lady says, "Would you quit saying nine times I'm tired <laughs> of hearing that." <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll chat up the guy behind the meat counter, whoever I'm talking to. At the oh, yeah, you know, that's the a good idea, or whatever. I and I don't I'm not the kind of person that just you know eyes down to myself, don't engage.
5: No, that's no. how New York.
3: See,
4: this you is why it was neighbor. better for Chuck to go to, to Sema than me, because I'm the eyes down, you know, oh. not talking to people.
0: <laughs> that's so cool, Brandon. Thank you for doing that. You've made Josh's day.
4: You've Thank in, you. you've improved Brandon's name. <laughs> I, I kind
3: of have have had a bit of a smirk on my face all afternoon, so it was. Yeah, you it was, should. That's <laughs> so. It's that's amazing.
4: <laughs> and the locksmith wants to know why. What do you need? You're spending <laughs> way too <laughs> much How time here, you? hanging around. <laughs>
0: God, who the hell are you? Okay, let me get your keys done. <laughs>
3: and then you give him a card. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't. I might have distracted him from getting his keys made. Now that I think about it, I don't know that he got any keys made. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap oh well sorry brandon <laughs> his has gone. Come- where's the keys check Gosh. your check your vehicle for a tile <laughs> no no he's a like but, but, but i tag. met
0: josh i met josh i need
4: not like keys. He asked me for,
3: i met josh <laughs> not like he asked me for an autograph or anything i was just gonna say darn it no I, on, to be honest that that uh at the uh, jeep talk show event in hidden falls uh this year uh having somebody asked for us to sign his dashboard that was that was pretty That's- cool that's that was cool. more of a celebrity moment to me than what yes. this was, you yes. know. So, but I do have to mention celebrity sighting. But
4: I do have to mention he was asking me, but he was, me, but he was being nice to include you because oh, you're my standing gosh. right there. This was, was guilt association. Probably the other way, was, way was, around. Hey, Josh, yeah. can I get
0: your signature? Oh, <laughs> Tony, you're standing hey, here. How about yours too? Reality <laughs> has
4: no <laughs> no
3: place <laughs> here. Oh my God,
0: celebrity sighting! I love it. It's good.
3: Well, if you want fun like this, you want to join in on fun like we're having right now, we invite you to join in on our Tuesday roundtable episodes. It is a blast. Come around the biggest, the world's biggest roundtable of nothing but Jeepers, and that's all it is. It's a bunch of Jeepers hanging around one big table, all talking about, well, whatever we're talking about. Different topics every week, and sometimes even a celebrity guest pops in for a little bit of Q&A. So join us every Tuesday as we record an episode live with you, the listener, How to join in on the fun? Well, head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact. There you will find a way to sign up for our newsletter, which will contain the information of how to join in on the fun. It's uh, not no pay-to-play, no VIP access. It's absolutely 110% free. And the newsletter, well, that comes from us, one email a week, and that's all you're going to get. No spam, no selling of the information, nothing like that. It's the Jeep Talk Show newsletter and our Tuesday's Roundtable episodes. Join in today. Head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact right now. Well, Jeep, it looks like this episode of the Jeep Talk Show has come to the end of the trail. But we've got another episode coming up right around the bend. Until then, be sure to tell a friend about the show and spread the word about the Jeep Talk Show. As always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. If it's money, then No. Dirty? Then yes. Frozen? Hell yes. But Sandy? No thanks, buddy.
1: I've been guessing since 2010.